Hey, in this episode, I sit down with Vin Tricarico from Nutra Science Labs. He has over 21 years of direct-to-consumer and business-to-business experience. He's a respected executive in the dietary supplement industry and is well-known for his ability to consistently build and grow successful teams that produce results. He currently serves as Executive Vice President for Twin Labs, Consolidation Corporation, and NutriScience Labs, where he oversees sales and marketing. Let's get into the show. Welcome to Health Business Mastery, the Creative Thirst Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Hewitt. Hey, Vin, welcome to the show. So tell us a little bit about what you guys do at NutriScience Labs and how someone in the supplement space can benefit. Uh, do you guys just do the supplement manufacturing, the encapsulation, or do you do more? Well, we, it's turnkey manufacturing. So, I mean, you will not only do we do the formulation piece, but we're going to get the product made. Um, so, you, you know, you utilize us for the manufacturing, utilize us for uh, label packaging design, utilize us for fulfillment. Uh, we do all of that. And we really act as an operations arm of their business. So um, we take pride in that. I think that's probably the biggest thing that we do is that we really care about each one of those individual businesses and having that relationship with the, the brand owner. A lot of the bigger CMs, you get lost, right? You're trying to have a, you know, a low, you know, if you have a low minimum, um, you, you're not getting your product in any time soon. Um, it's going to fill in on a line somewhere. And we're not that company. Um, we treat those 1500 bottle orders just like we treat, you know, the 10,000 bottle and up, you know, 20,000 bottle up orders. So um, we pride ourselves on that customer service aspect for sure. I was hoping today we could chat about how to grow a supplement brand online, a direct consumer brand that is. You know, the topic of expanding uh, product lines uh, for dietary supplement, health and wellness. Uh, companies uh, direct to consumer and online digitally uh, is something that is uh, near and dear to my heart. I'm very passionate about it. I've been in the industry for about 22 years. And the first 10 years, uh, I was the chief operating officer of a very successful uh, direct to consumer brand that they're still around. Uh, and for the last 12 years, I've been a part of NutriScience Labs. Uh, what Nutriscience Labs, uh, what we do is we provide uh, brand owners uh, a one-stop shop for their operations. So uh, contract manufacturing, label design, fulfillment, those are the three areas that we focus on. And being a part of Nutriscience uh, has given me a front row seat in a lot of ways uh, to what has been working, what hasn't been working in this space for the longest time. When you think about it, you know, if you go back you know, 12 years ago, uh, the avenues, the, the distribution model was very brick and mortar. Uh, it was like the beginning of bodybuilding.com. There certainly wasn't any, you could, uh, you have these opportunities today that did not exist uh, back then. So I talk a lot with my one-on-one -on -one clients about really filling a gap, uh, a gap in the marketplace that doesn't exist. Through all of your uh, time and and experience that you've seen in the supplement industry, Vin, would would you agree with that? And how do you kind of see expanding or the expansion of an online brand? So when you think about it, right there's there's basic pay to play skills, right? You know what great companies 
do in any industry, right? Um, they really focus on the needs and wants of the, the niche that they're going after. And I think that in the dietary supplement space, especially, it's crowded, right? There's a lot of big brands. There's a lot of uh, competition, but there's a way through it for sure. And we've seen in our time of helping these these brands come literally from the ground up and how they emerge, uh, really the ones that are truly successful. They start off with understanding where the gray space might be, right? What, where is that niche um, that really can create uh, a place to stand out? Can you give us an example? You know, one example that I can give is a, a company that we, uh, we really started from the ground up. They had one product when they started and four or five years later, he was up to well over 75 SKUs. And his play was through Amazon. We can start there, right? Because that's really, uh, you know, where, where there's a lot of opportunity and there's others as well. But what this particular entrepreneur was able to do, uh, he was really good at understanding the search engine results within Amazon. He was really good about dissecting a segment of the sports nutrition uh, industry and, and, the, and the products that were being offered. And where he found his success is in understanding the pricing of different types of products and the ingredients in those products and how to position himself just so right, just in a way where he would show up in those, those results in a way where his competition, much bigger brands, were not. And that was just one strategy that he used um, to really grow a, a completely Amazon-based business. And it goes back to understanding that there was the product category of pre-workouts, which is huge, right? You know, there's, there's so many different products that can fit into that category. Um, and what he did was he found a price point that was the sweet spot. It had just as, he had just as effective ingredients, but he was able to maneuver the formulas, do a couple of things with packaging and design. And those little subtle differences allowed him to price his products just a little bit more competitively. And he was able to take a whole big chunk of market share away from uh, some big players uh, when you talk about, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, what he was able to do in that space by just looking um, for that gray space. I mean, I think that was a really uh, smart move on his part. That's just one example of how you can uh, set yourself apart uh, and, and, and see sales grow as a result. Yeah, that, that gray space is, I'd love to unpack that, right? So there's lots of ways to explore that. One is is uh, ingredients. Uh, another is is niching down even in the market, right? So even in the pre-workout space, right? You can niche down to uh, just CrossFit people, right? You could even niche down uh, just for a specific space, like um, uh, one of the green drinks did this, where they niche down to just Patriots, like Patriot Greens. They even had it in their title, right? So it's really niching down an audience there's nothing specific about it it's just nobody's talking to you know the, the right wing conservative group for this exactly yeah and that is that that really does uh that 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 ability to focus in on a group right or you know depending upon the product really is um so powerful right when you think about it and then when you combine uh storytelling and and this is something that we talk about in our business uh, with our brands all the time. If you are narrowing in on a specific group, 
being able to tell emotional stories, storytelling that 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 touches someone emotionally uh, is a huge way to uh, succeed in this industry. Uh, you know, sometimes some big brands, they stay focused in on the science. And sometimes when you stay focused in on the science, you confuse people and you don't connect with them and you you end up looking like a part of the big machine, right? And everything that we know about the world today is it's complicated. It's crowded. People are looking for simplicity. People are looking for simplicity in messaging and they're looking for someone that they can trust. And the more you're able to, to craft emotional stories that can pull people in. A good example of that is uh, another brand that we've, um, that we helped launch from the ground up. Uh, they were uh, the store, the brand actually evolved from the story. And that's an interesting route to take. But in this case, the young entrepreneur was a woman who was overweight, didn't like how she felt, uh, was was going through some mental problems, you know, mental issues as well because of the fact that she did, had this um, body perception problem and she just didn't feel right. You know, she wasn't healthy. And one day she starts posting on Instagram her workouts, right? And she starts telling the story about how she felt. She starts telling the story about how she's feeling better. And little by little, she starts acquiring a following because now people are interested in seeing how this person is doing every single day and the community that was created because now if you're a young woman that's feeling the same way it's like wow so and so was able to accomplish this and this is how she's doing it it's like now i'm going to try that now all of a sudden i feel better and next thing you know it's like well what is she going to tell me next right and now you've become instead of just being a part of the scroll right you know we all do it right you just scroll yeah. through social media now you stop it and if you can get that stop, right, if you can connect to someone, um, the battle is, is, is basically won, right? And what she was able to do when you talk about how you expand, she started out with a hero product, right? And in her case, it was a, um, it was a greens product. That was a hero product. It was a, you know, a bloating form, anti-bloating formula, um, a digestion formula. And she was able to utilize social media to really bring people in on that one product. And because she was so good at making that connection, expanding the product line became, hey guys, what do you think of this idea, right? And then she would list three or four different products, whether it was a pre-workout, a protein, a, a vegan protein. And now she's getting input from her actual consumers. And that engagement is so valuable. Brands and business owners in this industry that can actually get that sort of engagement on their posts, they're going to be so far ahead of brands that are just so out of touch with what their consumers are looking for. Because um, when you say, you know, where do you go to expand your product? My first instinct is, it, is I'm going to ask the people that are buying from us already, right? I want to know what they're thinking. And you just create that trust. You create, and it takes a little bit of the guessing out, right? Um, so yeah, I, I feel that that's a, a you know a, a really powerful tool to build that community, to engage that community, and then go from there, right? And, and figure out what makes sense for your for, for your business and where you want to go with your product line. Yeah, I'd say ninety there ninety percent of the of the supplement businesses that that I consult with uh, all have a 
a really solid founder story. Like there's gold in that founder story. Many of them are afraid to like put their face to the company. Uh, many of them don't want to get out there uh, right. and, and build that community beforehand, right? Uh, but there's always so much gold in that story because that is really the purpose, uh, the, the the mission, if you will, right? That kind of you need to set you apart from those Absolutely. bigger brands. And I've seen it so many times. Uh, you know, the brand that I worked for for those ten years is the COO. Uh, it was it's an entrepreneur, single sole proprietor, and he was not afraid to get on the radio, get on TV. He did what he had back then. Right. That's what you did. Right. Um, and he was the voice of the company. You know, he was the face of the company. And by doing that, he became, you know, in the industry that he was in, you become someone even. And it, it only needs to matter to the people you're trying to target. Right. So in our case, we were a men's health brand for the most part. You know, we were selling um, marketing and, and our, our line was mainly built towards, you know, the, you know, the prostate uh, realm and things of that nature. And we talked to that customer, you know, through our founder and the connection was was gold. Right. And so that founder's story. And there's so many more. I know of a, a women's health brand that was beauty from within keratin, collagen, resveratrol. The whole brand was built because the founder put herself out there, told her story about how she was not well as a child, went and seeked out natural alternatives to the drugs that she was taking and the prescriptions and the things that weren't working and making her feel worse. Next thing you know, you're, you're, you're captivating people. You know, if you can do it, because everybody wants to feel better, right? That's the great thing about the health and wellness industry. It's everybody wants to feel better, but they're being bombarded from all these different angles of do this, try that. This is the next thing, do that. And if you could just make that connection of trust, it makes the the sales process a lot easier, right? It, it almost becomes like an enrollment as opposed to a, a sale, right? You know, when you think of sale, right? You think of like, you know, the car salesman, you know, with health and wellness, you almost want to make it seem like you're enrolling them in a chance at a better life. And that was that's some of the things that we've seen um, really work, you know, and we've seen the brands that do it well uh, succeed and, you know, certainly explode onto the scene within their realm. And then we've seen the companies that ha did not put that thought or are afraid, like you said, to, to get out in front of it. And you, they wonder why their sales are, aren't where they should be. Well, if you don't believe in it, why am I going to believe in it? And now I'm getting bombarded from all these different sides of companies that are doing it that way, telling a more simplistic message. I'm going to focus there, right? So. 100%. It's, it's the way to compete in such a crowded space. Because it's the trust and hope uh, that's a very big component of selling supplements and how, how selling supplements is very different than right. selling other products. Absolutely. Um, you, know, you know, when you talk about expanding product lines, uh, you know, there's a couple of different things you could do there, right? So what I've seen brands, you know, I, I spoke about that concept of a hero product, right? Uh, certainly in my experience, we've had great success with hero products. You know, you find that one that really addresses the primary concern of what your target market is. And you put all your, your, your effort there and you, you, you have that product work, right? You know, you got to have the results. I always believe that in supplementation, uh, you, an effect is a great thing, right? You know, if you're going to go out there and, you know, pitch urinary health, you know, prostate health, uh, 
you know, any man that's getting up a couple times a night to use the bathroom, next thing you know, those time, the, the amount of times is, is down, he's going to pay attention and probably order the product again in 30 days, right? Because it's working for him. Hey, I want to interrupt the show right here to offer you a special bonus. Vin and I talked about ways to get creative, and there's one way that was pretty powerful that I just couldn't include in this podcast. So I separated that audio clip out, and I'm offering it to you as a special bonus since you made it this far into the episode. If you want that special audio bonus content, go to creativethirst.com forward slash Vin. V-I-N. That's Creative Thirst, C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E dot com forward slash V-I-N to get that bonus content. Now back to the show. But what you do is you create that trust with your hero product. And then it's like, oh, what else are you going to offer? And you build line extensions around uh, what that product might do. You know, you might put a vitamin D product or a circulation product or something along those lines that complement um, what that hero product really is doing for your for your for your target um, consumer, and you know when you talk about dose forms, uh, you know you could there there's options there too, right? You have a an eye formula, um, an eye support formula, and it might you might have been selling it in a capsule form. We all know that gummies are huge right now, right? Yeah. Huge. Uh, come out with a gummy form and 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 expand the market that you're able to actually. Um, sell to by having a different dose, right? Um, and now you're giving people options on your website, on Amazon. You're taking up more space, right? Um, and that's all important to the, you know, to the to the quest for uh, for growing sales, right? You think competing uh, with ingredients or ingredient differentiation um, is easier or harder these days? Because it also depends on the sophistication of the market that you're going after, too. Right. right? Right. So I like, you know, someone a long time ago told me that if your unique selling proposition can be understood by a fourth or a fifth grader, you're probably on the right track if you're looking for that mass market. Right. Not not only that, if if your sales copy is on that fourth, fifth grade reading level. Right. You've got something good there. Yeah, absolutely. So. When you think about it, again, going back to the concept of simplicity and the ingredients, right? Um, I always believe that ingredients serve for the betterment of the product, which is, you know, you, you want to tell the story about what that ingredient, not only what it is, but how it's going to make your life better, right? So you're going to be, you're going to have more energy to go out and play with your kids, right? Or you're, you know, Whatever the case may be, you, you know, I'll use the prostate example again because it's one that's near and dear to my heart. You're going to sleep through the night, right? Those things tug at you. Um, and I do believe that it's harder today to tell the ingredient differentiation story because I think people's brains are loaded with information, right? I think you, you got to try and tell that story in a way that connects emotionally within most markets. Now, if you're really going after this, like say, you know, if you're going after the scientific community, yeah, there's an angle there that you can play. But for me, the the more simplistic you can be, but being assertive when you do have a better ingredient, right? Like I, sometimes with our own brands, you know, I, I, you know, I'm involved in the, the supply chain and they want us to go out and, and source trademark materials for the clinical studies that, that come along with them. And certainly there is an advantage to that. 
But there's a premium there, which means you have this information. You need to use it in your marketing. You need to use it in your messaging. You, 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 and you can't be passive about it because it really does play to your unique selling proposition if you're going to go that route, right? Like if you're going to make that differentiation statement and, and invest in the formula in a way where there is a premium there, go out and tell that story in the most you know, evoking, emotionally evoking way you possibly can because um, you're missing the boat if you don't. Absolutely. I mean, it's just like the founder story. There's so many elements like that kind of lying around that are not being utilized uh, that really are that that's where the marketing firepower is. Right. Um, you know, and, you know, I, again, you know, you have the social media aspect of being able to understand what your consumers are looking for. You know, certainly as as a digital uh, entity. Um, Acquiring email addresses, acquiring phone numbers, right? That that customer list is so magical, right? You know, one of the things we've always said, you know, the, to acquire a customer and to understand what that customer's value is long term, it allows you then to do the math to understand what you can afford to acquire the next customer. And it's in that power of understanding that very simple equation um, allows you to focus your marketing dollars. Uh, but again, it gives you another outlet to ask the question, what do you guys think we should do? Where do you think we should go next? I see so many brands that we manufacture for uh, on their Instagrams and they are doing it all day long, right? Uh, They're constantly interacting uh, with their consumer um, through their social media. But I know, because I know that I am on their email list, they're also asking me there too. What should we be doing? What should we focus on? What do you guys think of this ingredient? You know, and and they make it easy, right? The choices, you know, you click. Again, it's that simplicity aspect. Yeah, I mean, you're going back to the customer, you can never go wrong. Right, for sure. So Vin, what are some other ways that supplements can expand their product line? So the other way to expand your product line, especially if you have powders, right? Let's talk about that massive uh, opportunity that exists. Uh, flavors, right? Flavoring and uh, sweeteners and is a tremendous opportunity. I mean, you could start from unflavored and just keep going, right? Depending upon the product uh, form. And we've seen uh, plenty of companies that get ahead of the season, right? Whether it's the summer, whether it's winter, um, you know, there's a feeling that, you know, the changing of the seasons, you know, it just happened, right? People shift, you know, you, you kind of see it you know, people are want to pull out the boots and the sweaters, right? Um, they're done with summer. And it's like, now I want to evoke those feelings of fall for the next couple of weeks. And then now when the winter's coming, it creates a, a new opportunity to bring those feelings. And then the spring, and now you're starting to liven it up again. And in the middle of the summer, you're selling, you know, pina colada flavored, you know, pre-workouts, right? Um, so there, there's, we've seen companies do a really great job of uh, flavoring and uh, staying ahead and offering seasonal flavors. And you got one formula, right? And you, all you're doing is applying a bunch of different flavors to it. Um, certainly a, a uh, an experienced CM will be able to um, assist with that. And we've seen companies explode uh, because of this. You know, they get ahead of it, they beat the rush um, and they're prepared where, you know, winter comes and they got their hot cocoa flavored, you know, protein, right? Um, and they still got the other ones, but now they're making this offer. And that's a really 
smart, kind of simple way of expanding that line um, and knowing that you have a formula that is already well received, well tolerated. Now you, you, you avoid product fatigue that way also, right? You come out, you first start out, you're going to have vanilla chocolate, right? Maybe unflavored if, you know, if you're looking to, you know, be an add-in um, to a functional food. There's only so much vanilla that someone's going to be willing to take, right? I mean, unless they're really <laughs> hardcore uh, <laughs> vanilla folks. So what do you do? You know, you, you throw a couple of different options at them and it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to try this flavor, right? Um, it's a really smart way of, of, of expanding a line uh, without getting yourself up, without bringing a different formula to the table, right? Um, and what's nice about that is that once you do know that certain flavors are well received, well, now you have it for that skew. Now it's like, all right, I come out with another powdered product or I come out and then you're able to understand through your, de- your data what's, what, what flavors are popular. Now it's like, okay, I got a pre-workout now or I have something, you know, um, a digestive formula and where, where it's practical, you can take what you learned on one formula and apply it to others, right? Right. Um, and again, going back to the audience, going back to the list, you know, to minimize your risk of, you know, should we do a pina colada? Well, let's, let's ask them, right? Let's give them three or four choices and right. say, what do you want? Now, sometimes, sometimes seasonality, like I said, like we're, we're in full pumpkin spice mode right now, right? Because yep. fall is here. <laughs> right. right. So yep. obviously a pina colada right now may not work, but uh, still going back to the audience and really asking them what flavors they'd like to see. And then doing a limited edition is a brilliant idea, right? right? So uh, is there any downside to like doing a limited edition flavor, like selling out or not selling out? We always believe that selling out was a great sign. I feel like that exclusivity uh, is always something that uh, generates a buzz. Um, And if you really are able to tie your messaging uh, on your website to your social media and, and really playing it up, you can see a nice boost there you know, those limited edition. And then you start getting, you know, the, the comments, when are you bringing it back? Right. That's the best thing you could hear. Right. Your, your yeah. product is in so yeah. demand. Guess what now, guys, now we're bringing it back full time. Awesome. Right. Yep. It's um, the McRib. It's the McRib from McDonald's. Right. It's the brilliant yes. strategy. Brilliant strategy. Yeah. I and mean, that's probably the best example of that exclusivity, right. In that limited time, get yeah. it while it's hot. Right. And you create that nice bump um, that you're looking for and, p- and you're making people happy. Right. It's back again. Okay. I'm going to jump on it. So um, that's a great one. That's, that really is a, a, a good one that we've seen work plenty of times. What are your thoughts on sample products or even the way the product is, is put together, the way the, the customer receives it, the, the opening of the box experience when they get it, the first interaction of their product? Give us a little bit insights of what your perspective is on that. So the other, uh, item to think about when you're talking about powders and you're talking about uh, line extensions is the concept of sampling, right? Um, you have a box that's going to go, you're, you're selling direct to the consumer digitally. Uh, that box becomes a selling tool, right? How does it look? What's in there? Um, and it becomes, you know, you, you see that unboxing is now a social event. Right. And, you know, you put something in there that says, you know, tag us in your unboxing of your product. And not only that, you're going to, you know, they're going to get what they ordered. But if there's like two or three samples in there of like a new, uh, a new powder or even, um, you know, depending upon what it might be, you're coming out with gummies. Right. 
and you want to throw a couple of them in the box, you know, that's a really good strategy of launching product um, is to be able to give your active consumers a chance to try it um, and really generate a buzz about it. Maybe throw in, you know, use this code, you know, exclusive to our current customer base. Use this code, go to our website now, it's it's available and you're able to order it. Um, things like that can generate um, quick momentum around a, a new product launch and, and can take some of the risk out of it. You know, it's an investment in the sampling, but again, you're trying to be of value to your um, your, your customer base. Uh, throwing a couple samples in there is a nice thing, right? Um, you know, and that's that could be a way of, of certainly uh, getting some sales around a new product line. And whether it could be fla- new flavors of what they're ordering or something completely different, in our experience, I've seen that um, it goes both ways. I've seen sometimes we've done sampling of a product completely different from what they've ordered, and I've seen it bomb. And then I've seen it do well. You got to know your customers, right? Um, for sure, you have a powder and you're trying out a new flavor. You want to, and you throw one in there. You, that's thank you very much, right? Okay, cool. Right. You know, again, you're dealing with that um, that flavor fatigue uh, concern. So. Uh, but sampling is definitely uh, another way to to think about expanding um, the product uh, line that you're offering for sure. What about expanding uh, on the monetary side, right? Getting them to basically buy more, either bigger packages or right. more complementary pack products. Um, any best practices you see there? So, um, you know, I'm always a believer in uh, the you know the your website. And your, you know, your shopping cart experience needs to be top notch. If it's clumsy, if it's frustrating, not only are you not going to uh, acquire large orders, but you're going to get people to abandon it, right? I mean, you're just going to people are going to be fed up, and they're like, you know what, I'm going somewhere else. So your 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 experience with your website has to be top notch. It's got to be fluid. It's got to not be glitchy. Um, and then it's a powerful tool when when you get over those you know, pay to play type humps. Uh, we've seen, and, you know, certainly, you know, somebody adds something to their cart, you know, you have space right there. I mean, anywhere between one to three, uh, we suggest based on this. Um, I feel like that's a really good way of uh, upping the package. Um, a little bit of something that's a little bit more in depth, but this has been something that's been new of late, uh, is the idea of personalization and and offering a quiz. And, Having that quiz spit out, what's your three, right? So somebody engages, uh, they now have a, 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 they take a short quiz, they get answers based on that quiz. You know, you have an algorithm that legitimately suggests three products that they should be taking. That person might've came to the website to order one, now they're ordering three, right? Um, Certainly, I'm a big believer in offering, uh, percentage off seems to be working better of late then buy X, get, you know, like if it's buy two, get one free. It seems from our experience, it still does work. It feels like though percentage off has been doing better of late, at least from what I've seen. Um, I could tell you 10 years ago, we literally built a business around buy two, get one free, buy four, get two free, get free shipping, buy eight, you know, buy eight, get four. And you just keep, incrementally giving a little bit more value. And once you have a, you know, what I would call a, you know, rabid user, they're going to jump on that. If there's an option to buy eight 
and get for free and get the year's supply. And they know that it's going to, you know, it's, it's going to be uh, the shelf life is good in the whole thing. They jump on it. You know, the year supply is a little bit of a tougher one, but certainly uh, the, you know, buy four, get two free uh, seems to definitely be something that, you know, years ago was tried and true. Um, I just think that right now that we've seen like percentage off has been doing, a, it might be outpacing it by a little bit, both <laughs> strategies to test. That's the big thing that I, I think yeah. is important for brand owners to realize is that you got to be nimble with being able to test, rest, understand, and see what is working and what isn't working. So you could best apply your learnings, right? The, the, the nice thing about a digital business, and I love that. It's why I'm so passionate about it is that you control a lot of the information and the customer experience. That is a huge difference than going and selling it to it within brick and mortar. You're going to sell it in and you don't know what happens, right? Um, you do, but it's not as specific. The fact that you can test and rest and understand, try different offers, try different promotions. For someone, for some customer base that buy four, get two free or buy two, get one free, might really work or free shipping, right? At the same time, someone else, it might not work for for whatever reason, but the 50% off or the 40% off or something along those lines might work better. Test them both, you know, and see. Yeah, what, it just, it just what depends on work. the market. Really depends right. on the market. Right. Um, yeah, you, you always have to be testing. That's, yes. that's key to making so it work. When you talk about expanding your marketing strategy, being able to test and rest and understand and look um, and being nimble enough to be able to test a couple of different things, you know, it, it, that the information is so valuable. Um, and then it feeds into your, you know, your customer value and understanding what customers are worth long term. And it really does allow you to take those marketing dollars, which are so critically important to be spent correctly. I can, uh, you know, I can certainly speak to, we've seen companies that have gotten completely wrecked by you know, overspending, whether it be on, you know, pick your social media uh, outlet, you know, thinking that you're reaching this audience and you're, you're going to keep dumping money in. And then you find out that your costs are way up and your sales are down and um, all the metrics get out of whack. So it's really important to be able to evaluate that marketing spend um, and putting those dollars to use in the best way possible. Um, and being able to test different offers and different promotions is, a, is one of the best ways to be able to do that for sure. Absolutely. Unfortunately, it's getting harder and harder to do that with privacy concerns and iOS updates. And right, right, yeah. They, you know, they, you know, I, I feel like it's, uh, it's that overload, right? So people immediately, mm -hmm. you know, try, you know, the the industry, you know, the the world of the web has responded as as a, as a result, right? Um, which has made that a little bit more challenging than maybe it was a couple of years ago when you know, the data was just there, right? And you were able to take it and utilize it. So you got to get creative for sure. Yeah, it'll, it'll swing back. You're right. You have to get creative. It'll swing back at some point, but who knows when it will take five years or longer. But it really all comes back to owning that customer. Like you said, we talked about the value of the email really, and extending the lifetime value of that buyer. Um, any thoughts or, or trends you're seeing uh, about like partnering with people. So like instead of creating another line extension or even a new product line, uh, doing like affiliate or joint venture deal or putting somebody else's product in the box. You know, I've seen that become more popular of late, right? There are these um, 
these box programs that look, you know, that you can get involved in where it's a, it's a company that goes out and grabs, you know, several different products within a, a space. Uh, and then you're included in that box. Uh, but one of the things for sure, I've seen that brands now are more likely to join forces, right? Uh, depending upon where, you know, where the industries might lie, but there is a lot of value in, in, in the power of art of, uh, groups of customers that are looking for my product and your product. Right. And how do we, how do we, how do we, uh, how do we leverage that? And how do we, how do we partner from that? Um, we take advantage of the skills on both sides. So certainly we've seen that trend. Um, I've also seen, uh, again, utilizing the power of social media. Cause again, I, I think of social media as a way to inform, entertain, um, and keep engagement, right? Uh, I've seen brand owners, you know, hop on their social media and say, Hey guys, guess what? We're partnering with X, Y, and Z. And now, you know, that gets tagged in uh, with, with that other brand. And now it's a bigger audience and you see the engagement go up completely. Um, and then obviously a result of that would be wherever they're directing you to go find out more information. You see an uptick in traffic from things like that. So we've seen it. It's, it's certainly something to investigate. One of the areas that many supplement brand owners get tripped up on is in the operations side. I know you have a lot of experience on that side of the business. Are there any recommendations or guidelines that you'd give to a supplement brand owner when it comes to that? Um, being on the operations side of the business, you know, one of the things that I preach is removing distractions, right? Not getting yourself too complicated, not stretching yourself too thin. And when you speak about expanding the product line and expanding your marketing strategy, understanding your resources and where your passions are um, as, a, as, a, as an owner will really drive the best results. And it's very common because um, I see it all the time within this industry where we want to do everything at once. We want to come out with a product that does four or five different things, right? And there certainly is something to be said about the younger generations looking for that, um, I don't want to call it a magic pill, but certainly cross-functional, right? Um, I don't think they want to take a handful, right, so to speak. But you can get yourself where the messaging gets too convoluted and how do you market that, right? Because you're trying to tell three different stories about the same product. And that can get confusing and then you're, you lose someone. So removing distractions, staying focused, understanding what your resources can, um, can handle and not making your messaging too complicated, especially when it comes to product development. Can you give me an example? This perfect example was uh, someone came to us with a keto formula, right? That, that, uh, or intermittent fasting, I should say. And uh, the ingredient list was, if it wasn't 50, it was close to 50 ingredients, right? Wow. A lot of ingredients. And, you know, we look at it and we, you know, immediately we let, you know, we let them know this is going to be impossible to put together, number one. And if we are, the cost is just going to be prohibitive, right? And sure enough, they, they felt that this was, you know, the right answer. And as much as we tried to steer them out, we costed it out. Next thing you know, we come back to them with a $30 cost the goods and, you know, you never hear from them again. And, you know, um, we understand that, but at the same time, there's a lesson there, right? You, you can't put every ingredient in your formula. You need to pick something that you can tell a story about that you can connect to. Um, and that's really how you focus in on innovation and making products that 
that matter once you gather that information from wherever you, you're gathering it from and where you choose to focus. Um, because a lack of focus and distractions and stretching those marketing dollars too thin um, is a really, it's a telltale sign of, you know, the businesses that fail uh, in this space. And, you know, we want to help, we want to help companies grow for sure. So. Yeah. If your uh, comps are too high, you can't do things like discounting or BOGO offers, but at the same time, you have to have a quality product. Right? You have to start with a good uh, base of ingredients. Absolutely. That certainly is something today that really um, hits home in this industry. Uh, there has been a long documented history, right, of the brands with the, I like to call it the, you know, the sprinkling of ingredients and a whole bunch of marketing, right? Uh, that don't work today. So uh, brand owners need to be aware that uh, the consumer today, because health and wellness has become such a focus. And over time, people like anything, they get more, uh, they get smarter about whatever it might be, right? And as a result, brand owners need to be aware that quality uh, matters and having a product that is effective and, and has research behind it is the foundation point for everything that we're talking about, right? Uh, you need to have quality ingredients. You need to have good manufacturing. You need to have a product that is going to uh, perform, going to last, not going to break down. Uh, you know, you don't want your label to fall off, you know, all these little details, right? You want to make sure that you're using um, reputable ingredients, reputable suppliers, and that's your foundation, right? Because then you at least know you can rest your hat on. This is something that is quality, right? And then you get the reputation of quality. And when you have a reputation of quality, that's great. You know, you want to have that because that makes that trust that much easier and you get that engagement level up. And when you talk about wanting to expand, um, you already have a consumer that knows you made that well. I'm going to trust you to make this well too, right? Um, and that's really powerful. It certainly uh, goes a long way. Um, same thing like delivery, right? You know, you, you want to partner with uh, delivery, you know, services that, that gets the product out, you know, timely, especially with Amazon out there. People have been conditioned. Products coming tomorrow, right? And yeah. if you're going to ship through your website. You know, you want to be, you know, whether it's tomorrow or whenever, um, when you say it's going to be there, make sure it shows up, right? It just goes a long way towards building that trust. Um, 100%. It, it really starts with the, the product line, right? Because if the faster you can feel the effects, uh, the faster they're going to stick. They're going to stick longer. They're going to come back for more. It's going to increase lifetime value. It's going to increase retention. Not only that, what does, you know, people who, get bamboozled talk, right? Um, but people that, especially when it comes to their, well, the one thing that will happen, depending upon what you're, where you are in the market, what products they are, if you look a little bit less tired, if you, you know, if you look a little leaner, if you, you know, if you look a little less bloated, if you, you know, your skin looks a little bit better, your hair looks a little bit better. People notice that stuff. You don't even have to say it. People are like, hey, what are you doing, right? Um, especially now as like the world wakes up from the pandemic, right? It's yeah. like, we got to go back to work, go to our office. And, you know, you've been sitting around and, you know, working from home and reaching over and grabbing the chips. Next thing you know, you look down and lots happened, right? And now you go <laughs> yeah. out, you're, you're back in society again for a lot of people. And it's like, oh man, you look great. What are you doing? And it's like, guess what? I'm ordering this from this company on this website. Go try it. That's powerful, right? And that's not going to happen if you're if you're pixie dust 
you know, spraying ingredients, right? It's just, you're going to get that one sale and it's just going to walk away, right? They'll go, they'll be on to the next thing. So to your point, seriously, uh, quality ingredients affect, um, not only helps with everything that you spoke about, but that word of mouth, um, is still important, you know, um, in the world of reviews, right? The world of reviews that we live in, whether it's products online or restaurants, people love to talk good. They love to talk bad. So um, having a quality experience with a quality product goes so far, goes so far in this industry. And it's more so important today than it ever was. And if you just think about where that's going to go, it will only continue to go in that direction, right? Um and brand owners need to be aware of that and, and, and be prepared to be ahead of the curve when it comes to that, uh, those kinds of things. So if you're a supplement brand or starting a supplement brand and looking for someone to help you with those quality ingredients, how can NutriScience Labs help someone like that? Well, we've been in business for uh, 15 years. Um, all of our, uh, our team uh, has been with us. I mean, we have a really great team. Uh, you know, we've been together for over 10 years. And what we look to do is we look to provide supplement brand owners a one-stop shop so they only need to speak to one expert. But more importantly, we want to give them our experience, right? We want to guide them through the process. We can handhold them through the formulation process. We could we can handhold them through um, some of the things that they might think are a good idea. And we know from our experience, we can steer you away from that to a better idea. Um, when you talk about flavoring and sweeteners and making a flavor profile, I believe we have the most talented flavor scientists in the industry. Uh, we have so many, uh, of our brands that do powders that just absolutely love everything we do, um, from a sampling standpoint and our food scientists, when they get a great formula, you know, you might ask us for three flavors. We might throw two or three more in there um, and we'll guide you through the process. I think that's the most important thing is that from start to finish, you're going to have someone with a lot of experience um, with a quality uh, manufacturing um, that's all CGMP certified um, through the NSF, our facility um, where we do our storage and distribution. Um, if someone needs fulfillment, um, that, that facility is also. CGMP certified through the NSF. So we don't cut corners and we're going to help, cons uh, we're going to help brand owners uh, create that quality product and have a quality experience with us. You know, we might not say everything that somebody might want to hear, but we're going to tell you the truth. Um, and I think that that's important because you are, you know, it's, it's, it's relying on that experience and collaborating, working together to make sure that that product that comes out of that on that, well, that line is a quality product, is what the brand owner is looking for. And everything that has to happen before that moment, they'll have somebody to guide them through that process and update them where we are, what is needed from them, and how we can make this the best possible product um, that for them to be able to, to go to market with. And that's what we take pride in. Uh, you know, we've launched we probably launched well over a hundred different brands this year. And, you know, in the course of time, you know, we're well over, well over, you know, thousands and thousands of brands and we're proud of all of them um, and help them to see them, you know, take those, those first baby steps towards uh, a successful business and a successful uh, 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 brand and company. Vin, so if someone has an idea for a supplement or even just wants to get into the supplement space uh, with a product of their own, would you be able to, to support them in that way? 
idea and we will make it a, a reality. So, um, you know, we'll get the, we'll get everything. We'll get you a price on the uh, turnkey. Um, and then if you want to utilize us for fulfillment and distribution, we can do that as well. Um, you know, we, we have connections with all the major carriers. We ship to Amazon. Um, we'll ship to any fulfillment center that you, that you want to utilize. Um, and we'll ship right from your website. You know, we can connect right to your website and do your D2C orders. So um, full capabilities there as well. Thank you so much for your time today, Vin. If anyone is interested and wants to reach out to you, wants to learn more, where can they go? Well, um, they can certainly, uh, uh, our website is certainly the, uh, the best place to, to reach us. So uh, .com. Uh Just click on the contact us page and someone, we pride ourselves on getting back to every single um, inquiry uh, immediately. So uh, they will certainly, uh, you have a, we have a great team ready and willing to, uh, to assist anyone. Hey, if you haven't already went over and got the secret information that I left out of this podcast, you can still go get it at creativethirst.com forward slash VIN, V-I-N. And you can hear what VIN and I talked about that's not included in this episode. Once again, that's creativethirst, C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E-T-H-I-R-S-T dot com forward slash V-I-N.